dedicated to preparation towards your university or degree apprenticeship application. Now, this could be UCAS, this could be international university applications. There's lots of similarities in the processes. Now, it's really important, as you'll remember, hopefully from our first assembly in September, that you understand your targets. By now, many of you have researched university courses. You know the entry requirements. You've talked to your tutors about what you should be doing to create competitive applications for university. So it's really important that we build upon these key messages. Now, on Changemaker Day, 23rd of Feb, first of all, we're going to kick things off with a guest speaker from the University of Bath, who's going to talk to us about how to write competitive and highly differentiated personal statements. It's important for you to understand that the entry requirements that you see on the university portals are just a starter. They're the minimum requirements. Now, the more competitive the application, the more important your personal statements and your tutor's references become. So you need to create all these wonderful experiences in preparation for writing a brilliant personal statement and helping your tutor to write a competitive UCAS reference as well. So we'll talk through that process. Um, periods two and three, um, we're going to dedicate to identifying those gaps in your ideal personal statement. What have you done versus what do you really want to do? Now, this is a discussion with subject specialists. So accompanying this video, you'll see that there's a link to a survey asking you, what do you want to study? Now, if you're not quite sure, write a couple of different topics down that you're considering. This will enable us to put you in a classroom with a subject specialist so for example, if you're really interested in um, screen acting, you probably don't want to be in my classroom talking to me about business and law. There's a lot of difference between those subjects. So it's really important that you actually give us an idea of where to allocate you on the day so you get the most out of this. So the first period, will, the period two will be spent on talking about the personal statement, some examples of some of the activities that you might do, for example, to create you know, a competitive law application. Period three, you're gonna start building paragraphs. You're gonna start fleshing out a draft personal statement. Now, it might be that it's got gaps in it, but it, and for some of you, you may have already started this process. Now, this will be with the subject specialist, and also we've got a number of members of the Senior Academic Society who are going to come in and talk to you about their experiences as well. They're already going through this process. So it's quite nice to hear the experiences of other students. Now, period four, um, you're either going to be doing this activity of, of building professional networks, where we've got a consultancy company that are coming in. They're very good at running these workshops. They've been into Stowe, I think, for four or five years on the trot now. And it's all about identifying and building your professional networks or you will be going to the university fair now both of these will run for a period with half the year group and then you'll swap at the university fair we've currently got 28 universities that have said that they're going to attend which is a fantastic opportunity for you to meet hopefully one or more of the universities that you want to apply to 
You're going to meet with them. You're going to talk with them. You're going to ask them about the, about the application process, the accommodation, the nightlife, the societies, all the things that you want to know about that university, maybe even the course, depending who you're speaking to. So our most popular universities for applications at Stowe we've invited. So for example, we've got Newcastle, um, Warwick, Bath, Northumbria, Bristol, Bristol UE, Birmingham, Oxford, Brooks, Stirling, and also, there's more, and also from our international um, destinations, we've got Coney, um, NYU, so New York University, Glion, La Roche, um, IE Madrid, and there's a couple of others as well. So there's a big spread there. So if you're thinking, maybe I'm thinking of Bocconi, well, hopefully you're already preparing for your SATs because that's what they need. Um, but you can talk to Bocconi in February. And if you suddenly decide definitely Bocconi, well, you're going to join Miss Matthews' class for SATs um, because it's the same process as preparing for US applications. Okay. Now, this is a screenshot of the questionnaire that I'm going to send out to you. There's one question. Okay. Um, I don't want a paragraph. I just want you to put in a couple of words describing the topic that you're interested in. So if it's business and management, that's all you write. Um, yours probably won't say hi, Gordon, on it. Um, so if it's I'm thinking about business or drama or textiles, then please write that. Um, and then we will hopefully speak to you before the event and try and ensure that you're in the right classroom. If you end up in a classroom with a non-specialist, the general advice they can give you is still sound, and we will then arrange for you to meet with a subject specialist a little bit later. Ideally, we wanna get you in the right classroom. Um, and we've, we've deliberately grouped some subjects, for example, so physics, maths, computer science, are gonna be in the same classroom with three teachers, okay? Where the most popular subject at Stowe is, of course, business. Um, we have one classroom dedicated to business and another classroom dedicated to business and economics. Um, in the second classroom, there will be a business teacher who's experienced in UCAS, and there will also be an economist. So you will have access to the specialisms. And if you want to study business and economics, guess which classroom you're going to be in. Now, we've got to think about what universities are looking for. And when you're doing your research, hopefully you'll do some more over the weekend, you've got to not just think of the A-levels. We understand we need those. You've got to make sure you've got the right GCSE equivalents. Now, a couple of people this year have had some wild card applications. So they've had a fifth choice that they thought they have a gamble on. And you know, sometimes they've applied to something that they don't quite have the grades for doesn't always end well, to be honest with you, but um, you never know your luck. So if you've got the minimum requirements, we can see, this is from the University of Durham, um, that the personal statement and also the reference is very important. Your job is to give your tutor enough contextual information to write you a brilliant reference. Yes, they will speak to your teachers, your teachers will know what you do in the classroom and possibly outside, depending how engaged you are with the subject. Um, your tutors will know something about you as well. So will your house parents. House parents are going to write a paragraph about you as well. So we'll have lots of evidence. However, we don't know everything that you do. 
that you've not managed to fit into your personal statement. Your reference and personal statement together support competitive applications. You want both of them to be highly differentiated. So if you feel, you know, I've not done, I've not completed any reading, I've not read any academic articles, um, I've not even considered entering a competition, maybe it's time to start thinking about those things. And we can think about not just competitions and academics, quite a lot of those non academic extracurricular activities are very important as well. And in your subject specialist rooms for Changemaker Day, we can talk about that. Okay, we need to demonstrate your potential in your personal statement and your reference. It's very important we do that in a highly contextualized way. So it doesn't look like it's a generic application that won't go down with the most competitive universities. You've seen this slide before. This is our economist dreaming of all the things that she's either done or she's going to do. This is the type of activity that you're going to do in period two, period three on the 23rd of February. Now, if you haven't read any articles, blogs or journals, you're going to write yourself some action points and you're going to talk to the subject specialist about some recommended reading, possibly. There's lots of things that are out there. There's no real excuse for you not to read beyond the subject. If you're interested in it, if you're not that interested in it, maybe you shouldn't be studying it at university. So choosing your degree is very important. Choose something you're going to be interested in, then you won't mind doing all these things. Helps create a competitive application as well. Now, you're going to need to think about your APG targets very soon. Now, this is coming up at February half term. So after we've done Changemaker Day and you've talked to universities, you're going to go away and you're going to do a long list of universities with your tutor or independently. You're going to identify those entry requirements. This is the form that we will be sending out to you and your tutors. You'll see down here, we've already started talking about targeting our smart targets towards the end of the lower six. So if you need A star AA predicted grades, in the majority of subjects, it's plus one per subject and plus one overall. The rules for art and drama and DT are slightly separate and different. And we can talk about that and so can the heads of department for those subjects. But this is the general rule that you've got to be working to. So if you come in on three Cs, don't think you're applying for an A-star AA university. Realistically, going from three Cs up to A-star AA by results day, slim to none. Okay, so put the work in now, achieve the end of year results that you need, and then you'll get the predicted grades for your dream university. Other than that, we might need to explore other university options for you. Now, Unifrog is always going to be our first stop. And this is where you can UK, US, other further afield. We've got apprenticeships in there as well. There are lots that you can have a look at. Yeah. So it's really important that you do some exploration. This is a great tool. Um, it asks you a couple of questions about your predicted grades, what you're interested in. Uh, there's a new psychometric tool in there, as well as the skills and interest assessments, which might help you to explore subject areas if you're unsure. In the special opportunities section, you're going to find a list, not a complete list, 
but a very good list of bursaries, grants, all of those sorts of things that are there. There's also competitions in there, and there's some courses that you might want to consider if you wanted to explore I don't know, work experience in medicine, but you're struggling to get a medical placement, for example. <coughs> Excuse me. So it's going to ask you what your predicted grades are. You can see that this student um, has put in that they think they're going to get AAB. You can put the BTEX in this as well if you want to. They are interested in business analytics. The search engine will pick up business, business analytics, and it will also broaden that business term to other subjects as well. Using this information and this information, what you'll find is Unifrog will come up with an aspirational list and you'll see that there are little red, go careful marks here. Um, yes, you want a very good day, but however, go very careful. This might be a bit too much. Also, we've got solid options here and we can see You've got some very competitive universities in there. So University of Edinburgh, um, realistically, you're going to need three A's to go anywhere near Edinburgh for this course, hopefully higher. Um, the likelihood of you getting an offer from ABB is slim. Um, so, you know, this is just a rough guide. And you can go through, you can click on it, you can look at the university, look at some of, some of the reviews for the university, and then you can think about it. Then from this, you're going to go and check the university portals out. But using the form that I'll send you, you can put in your courses that you might be interested in. And we can enter the requirements there. You'll see there's prompts up here. So if you wanted to do a degree in law, if the university requires LMAT, then, you know, come and talk to us. And there's a wonderful video um, from one of the upper six on our YouTube channel talking about how she prepared for LMAT. We can help you prepare for it as well. Now, University of Bath was one of the options for this student. And at this point, if you think, you know, I'm, I'm a bit interested in University of Bath, international management, go and look on the university portal. They will give you more information than Unifrog has. Um, and also, if you've got any queries that the website doesn't ask, answer, Go and talk to Bath. They've got admissions staff there that will be more than happy to help you. So looking through this, um, it talks about the course. It also tells you some useful information. We like people, you know, that study math, science, economics, psychology. For my subject, it's quite nice to see business related to a business degree. Um, so you can actually see that it's not just about the grade. They might prefer some of these subjects. Now, if you are studying all three of them, maybe you've got a slightly more competitive application because you can link all of it together. If you don't, well, there are other things as well. Okay, so you need, so you need to think about how you would then talk about your strengths towards the characteristics that Bath are looking for. Again, your tutors can help. Now, we've got entry requirements. So this is what you are looking at, really. You're looking at the typical entry requirement, but you can also see that some universities will give you an alternative offer. Now, Bath love the EPQ, as long as you get an A grade in it. They also like AS Maths, Core Maths, and things like that. So an AAA course turns into an AAB course, as long as you've got an A in your EPQ huge benefit of sticking with your EPQ and obviously working hard to get the best grades. 
Now, there are other things as well. So if you're doing A-level versus B-tech, they will tell you about B-techs. Generally, the, this is a generalization. You need to do your own research. Generally, the more competitive universities that accept B-tech, the majority of them will, um, they'll take one. But make sure that there aren't any exclusions. So for example, if one B-tech versus the A-level, if you're considering, you know, if you're if you're doing the BTEC and there isn't as much science in your BTEC, double check that the university will accept it. So when we spoke to Bath about the BTEC, because if you've got any questions, just go and speak to them. We said, you know, will you accept the business BTEC? And they went, yes, we really like it because there's so much finance in it, and there's accountancy in the degree, and therefore we really like it. Now, if it was a BTEC in something else that hasn't got any quantitative skills in it, maybe they wouldn't like it as much. If in doubt, ask the university. Okay, we've got other things, international requirements for IELTS, so make sure you read those and write them on your action plan. And the most important thing at this stage is make sure you've got the minimum requirements for your GCSE, because if you don't have a grade six in maths or above, or in English, no matter if you're predicted three A stars in your A levels, they're going to decline. You'll also see that the majority of their students have grade sevens. So if you are a borderline application, you've got grade sixes, and you only just meet the entry requirements for the A level or BTEC requirements, and they've got lots of other people that have got better grades than you, they will decline you and they will take them, and vice versa. So if you've got grade sevens to nines and you're predicted three A's and you've got an A, hopefully in the EPQ, that's a strong application. You should feel comfortable that as long as your personal statement and reference is strong, that you're going to get on offer. Nothing guaranteed, higher likelihood of. Okay, so we can see how this would then be entered. We've got AAB because of this grade reduction for our EPQ. And this student contacted and the University of Bath and said, you know, is a distinction the equivalent of an A? And when we talk about Warwick in a little while, you'll see the importance of that. And they've said, yes, we like that. Yeah, hopefully the student's going to do um, well in their DT and their history of art. So we'll put an A next to that. And of course, they're going to get an A in their EPQ or they won't get this, redu this reduced grade up here. That's their target for their GCSEs. This student just happens to have sevens they know they're over the minimum requirement. Tick, move on. Don't choose courses that you don't have the GCSE requirements for. Now, if we look at the University of Warwick, another very competitive university, they've got a slightly different attitude towards BTECs. So they will expect, in this course, for example, we've got A star, A star, A. They need a minimum of grade seven in math, and grade seven in a humanities or social science subject. Okay, so we're going to need to make sure that we've looked at what they class as humanities and social sciences. That's on a different part of their website. You're going to need to do the, um, the research. They do not like anything below grade four um, for your GCSEs, understandably so. Um, and also, go careful of the mix that you've got between your fours to nines, for example, um, because they also, if you look on their website properly, you'll see that they will grade some part of your application on the how many grade sevens to nines 
how many eights, how many nines. And um, obviously the stronger the GCSE profile, the better, as long as you fulfill the other requirements. And sorry to repeat, your personal statement and reference screams that you are brilliant. So BTECs are welcome. This doesn't tell me enough. So when I first read this a couple of years ago, we contacted um, Warwick. They told us that a distinction star is the equivalent of an A. And if you get a distinction, they'll class it as a B grade. Now, because things change every year in university applications, we contact Warwick every year and ask them the same question. It's a quick email. And they, they've confirmed every year that that's the rule so far. This is the same rule at universities like St. Andrews. St. Andrews will accept one BTEC. Okay, and that's a key message that BTEC students should understand. BTECs are as challenging as A-levels, they just assess it in a different way. However, quite a lot of the top universities won't accept three of them. Some of them will. Do your research if you're doing more than one BTEC. It doesn't mean you can't go to a good university. You can go to brilliant universities, just not all of them. Then think about the, the contacts. So as I said, when I read that, Back in the day, not so long ago, I just picked the phone up and I spoke to a person. I then emailed them every year just to double check everything's okay. Warwick is a brilliant university and highly competitive. They want the best students. We want you to present the best application to make sure you do your research. Then we can see how this is translated into targets here. Now, this person knows that they need a minimum of an A star, as it says up there, and the A is only the equivalent of a distinction star. So they need distinction star A star A, and they know that they've already covered the minimum requirements, because remember from the previous slides, they've got seven sevens. So they're okay. They like the EPQ, but they're not going to give you a grade reduction for it at the moment. However, when UCAS 24 opens in May, we will double check. Maybe they've changed the rules on what to do um, with the EPQ. Okay. So this is how this translates into this student's um, target. Now, there's a couple more options on there. You're allowed five choices with UCAS. Um, but to illustrate a point here, we've got three offers, um, sorry, three choices, and we've got our targets. Now, this student is quite rightly so. They've read amber greened, rag rated their applications. Now, business analytics at um, Exeter, they'll give you a grade reduction for your EPQ. Um, and you know, because of that, this student feels it's not going to be easy. This is still going to be a stretch. However, it's definitely more achievable than Warwick. Okay, now this student actually decided in reality, this is based on a real student, they chose not to apply to the University of Warwick because they were also considering St. Andrews. They didn't want two stretch and challenge options. So they chose University of St. Andrews as their stretch and challenge. They visited Exeter and Bath they couldn't quite make it to Scotland. Um, and they decided actually that they would go with the University of Exeter um, and, and, and also Bath. And then they looked at KCL in London, UAL, because they were interested in something to do with fashion management. 
and that was their backup. So a good spread of offers or choices is very important, but as long as you know your top targets, distinction star A star A, you can work towards that. And using this document, you can track through your APGs and end of term reports. Are you on track? And if you're not, you either need to do something about it or change your target. Okay, um, this is the reality of applying to universities. Dreaming of a university is definitely not enough to get you in. However, knowing the journey that you're on and those milestones that you need to achieve as you go towards your first choice university is extremely important. There's our action plan. You can see you've got something to review and you can see that this person has then met with their tutor. They've set the action plan at half, just after half term and the length term. They've tracked this to the end of term for length. And then we can see that they've, they're thinking, you know, I want my ATL and ATPs to be at fives. And I'm thinking about what do they want to do to achieve this? So this person for their BTEC in business have said, I'm going, to read, I'm going to make sure I mark and redraft my work before I submit it. I can only submit my perfect work if I want to get in a distinction star in that subject. Um, in DT, you know, they need to revise the theory more because yes, they've got the grade, but actually um, the per when I spoke to this person, they were thinking they've got, they've got gaps in their knowledge. They need to do something about it. They're taking full ownership of their revisions themselves. They're not just waiting to turn up to lessons. They're speaking to their teachers. Teachers are giving them feedback. The pink pages are there for a reason. If you're reflecting on your ongoing journey towards your destination first choice university, you've got a better chance of getting there. Okay? And you can see there's a bit of a trend with this student. They have acknowledged that sometimes in the past they might have rushed their prep so what they're going to do is they're going to do the prep. They're going to mark the prep to the best of their ability. They're going to redraft it and make sure they're always submitting their best work. This enables the student to get brilliant feedback from the teachers and it will always be based on their best work and not any work that they just happen to have rushed and maybe made mistakes that they made in previous weeks. And you've got some specific targets on the second part of the form here. And you can see they've got very specific, you know, go to this person's clinic, you know, um, you know, Miss Bristow if needed for unit one assignments. So it's very specific to this person. It's also very easy um, for the tutor to say, how are you getting on? Did you actually do this? And if everything's great and you've done it, fine. What more could you do or do you need to actually do any more? It might be that one subject you're really struggling with, so you need to find a little bit more help. Okay, this helps your tutor. It also helps you know if you're on target for your actual um, university targets. So this is our length end of term, which obviously will be a reflection on your first time you set yourself targets. And then clearly this will lead to there. Okay nearly there so you just need to understand are you on track also if you're doing u.s college applications or any international applications by now you should have already spoken to miss gunter jones 
by now, if you're studying for the SATs for either you know, um, Bocconi, for example, um, or US colleges, you should already be seeing Miss Matthews. If not, get in contact with us very quickly. Um, your activities that we will do with you in the Change Maker Day will discuss the gaps and hopefully you can come up with plans to fill them before you need to submit your final draft at the end of the summer term. If you're thinking about apprenticeships, this is a job you're applying for. You can't just say, oh, I'll fill in an application form, put it into UCAS. It's a totally different system. You're applying for a job that might just probably end in a degree, but it's still a job. Now, there's a link here to 